wellness comes from the inside out. When we're living congruently with our values, there's happiness because there is that sense of wholeness. This wholeness is when the way of your being matches the truth of your being. In this episode, we are focusing on the Enneagram Type 9, the Peacemaker. If you are a Type 9, then listen up. You will learn a lot about yourself, how you work, what gifts you have, and maybe what ways you give that away more than you should. If you know someone that's a 9, it's also a good idea to listen. You will recognize when you are taking more when they are in stress, what they need to move out of stress, and how to make your relationship with them better. For the rest of us, we will all recognize things within the type 9 that we identify with. We have all of the parts of the Enneagram within us. In fact, that's kind of the goal in this circular pattern to move toward the center where all the parts of us touch every type. The Enneagram is known as the face of God, meaning this idea of God has all these different aspects, all the gifts of all the parts, and that's where we're trying to emulate and grow to, right? I am taking this information from the book Enneagram Empowerment by Laura Miltenberger, and I have a link to that book in the show notes. It's a really great reference for the Enneagram. She calls the type nine the diplomat instead of the peacemaker, but generally uh, peacemaker is the one that's probably the most used or at least the early identified version of nine was known as the peacemaker. If you want to know your type and don't know your type, you can learn it for free by going to michellewingle.com slash Enneagram. Again, a link will be in the notes. And we're starting something. We want to try something here on this podcast is we want to create some healing sessions online for people to kind of understand what goes on in a healing session. So if that's interesting to you or if you're interested in that, it would cost you no money and your identity would be hidden as much as we possibly could if that would support you then come be on the podcast there's a a link be on the podcast in the notes as well where you can answer some questions and we'll see if we can make that work some words to describe the type nine are peaceful flexible accepting friendly approachable forgetful kind indecisive adaptable, and maybe complacent. Some famous type nines would be Abraham Lincoln, Princess Grace of Monaco, Ronald Reagan, Audrey Hepburn, James Taylor, Mr. Rogers. Don't you just kind of feel safe with this type? They're very safe personalities. And maybe safe for other people and maybe not safe for themselves. So it's really important for nines to understand some of the qualities they have about themselves in order to enrich their own life and to feel like they are or to feel like it is okay to enrich their own life. Nines see the world in the light of peacefulness or instability. 
kind of a binary. And they care about their connections and relationships. They are sensitive to any kind of discord, and they just want everyone to get along. Flexible and adaptable, they value a calm environment and will usually sacrifice their own preferences and feelings to keep it that way. Typically, nines are approachable and friendly. They're loved by many and disliked by few. They have a unique ability to see things from a thousand different viewpoints. And while they are accepting and inclusive, they are also frequently indecisive or forgetful and they don't understand their own opinions or care about their own opinions or needs. In fear of losing their connections and relationships, nines often lose themselves. They can get absorbed in their pursuit of keeping harmony with everyone else, and they can morph into other versions of the people around them, adapting their preferences and priorities, and maybe losing sight of themselves. This lack of individuality and differentiation ends up causing them more existential crisis and anxiety in the end. Then what happens when this anxiety and existential crisis comes along, they're not connecting it with these previous experiences, and then maybe they go inward and feel guilt and shame, like, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? That type of thing. And I have to say, a lot of nines, or I should say a lot of twos, will confuse themselves as twos when they're really nines. And I've had to really think about this for myself because I really identify with a lot of these nine traits, even though I'm a two. And, you know, sometimes I go back and forth on whether I am a nine, but my wounds kind of connect me more to the two, which makes me think I'm a, a two more. And the fact that I feel emotionally, I lean toward the two Nine is in the body trying, and we'll talk about that a little later. Although I think I process with my body a lot, I I think my wisdom center, the way I move through the world, is more about my emotional state than it is my physical sensations. Although as I've done my work with the mental, emotional, and physical, and spiritual bodies, I have learned to tap into those other areas. So... We'll see, but that's just something to be aware of. I've heard that multiple times as twos often are really nines thinking they're two. Type nine would say things like, I'm easy to get along with. Peace and kindness are important to me. I'd rather compromise than have a fight. They might say, I wish I was more ambitious, but I typically don't have much drive. (laughs) They might say, I feel like nobody really cares about my opinions and needs. They might say, I will go out of my way to keep people happy with me or to keep a relationship stable. They might say, I wish I had more discipline and motivation. They might say, I like having a cozy space. It's important to me that my environment is comfortable and calm. This is one that's important. People find me comforting and calming but inside I feel stressed and anxious a lot of the time. The key motivations for the type nine, this is what helps them or drives them to make decisions that they do. The motivation to maintain relationships, that's a high motivator for a type nine. To avoid conflict and discomfort, that's a big motivator for a type nine. 
and to have inner peace of mind. This is what motivates the nines to maybe even their own detriment later on, like we talked about before. Their key fears, they fear that they will lose their relationships or that they will create discord or stress within the relationship. And then when I think about this, um, and maybe this is more of my two, we'll see, but it's almost like they are worried about creating discord and so they give up themselves and then they have discord and stress within themselves again and then don't relate that to what they've given up in the relationship. And so then it's just they're just on this treadmill trying to, you know, down on themselves for not doing it right or whatever. But that fear of creating discord is something that they need to look at and and to move into getting comfortable with discord and stress to feel it and to recognize that they can overcome it, that, that, that they have that superpower. Their fear is also their virtue. They, they're fearful of discord and stress, and yet their very essence brings in peace and calm. And so they think they have to do something or be someone or whatever or give up in order to have it, and yet it's just their natural gift. And they fear that things don't really matter. What's the point like if if it's if they have to put a lot of effort into something then it it just doesn't matter they 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 have only a, a finite amount of energy and motivation and if it doesn't impact with what they have then does it even really matter that's a fear an obstacle that they have to overcome is fatigue they have to give over this fatigue or this lack of energy they need to overcome emotional numbness especially because in there in the body they're really big empaths so they're feeling physically in their body kind of all the energy that's going around and so it's really easy for a type 9 to just turn that dial all the way down to numb so that they can function they need support and help to be able to create emotional boundaries and and recognize what's going on because otherwise it just hits them at full force and it's like this huge fire hose of energy all the time. Another obstacle is passivity and self-ignorance, not knowing about themselves. They so intuitively understand other people and can almost become that chameleon where they move into their space and take on their qualities that they need to overcome that. They need to understand more about themselves. Where we talked about this overabundance of feeling within the body, that's the key. They move into their body, learn the language that their body speaks to them, understanding whose energies, whose and whose is theirs, and listening when it's like learning their simple favorite kinds of ice cream. You know, feel that sensation. What lights you up inside about colors, flavors, whatever. What's your favorite thing to do? What's your favorite thing to eat? What lights you up? It's going to be something that they have to do maybe mechanically first before it becomes um, just completely intuitive. But when they do, boy, they have amazing lives. Many nines report that in their childhood they were overlooked or somehow lost. They were ignored or rejected if they expressed their own opinion. 
the interests of their parents or their siblings seemed to take precedence over theirs. They learned that not even their outbursts of rage were even registered. For this reason, they decided to keep their anger to themselves. Other nines found themselves as children in such difficult and apparently insoluble situations that they had to try and maneuver between the fronts and to understand both sides in order to not get caught between the two grindstones. In this way, they developed a fine flair for the needs and interests of everyone else and can sense these better than their own needs. On this point, this is Richard Rohr talking now, nines resemble twos, like I said before. Other nines have experienced a dull harmony without great highs and lows and challenges and were spoiled and early on they became very comfortable. In school, they seldom developed great energies. Some considerations for growth for you type nines. Take notice whenever you quiet your opinion to avoid a disagreement. Stuff your feelings down to avoid upsetting someone or ignore your gut instinct in order to avoid causing stress. Recognize that this is a passive way of controlling the energy in a relationship or a group. You're not really controlling it. (laughs) You're just delaying it, and usually to the detriment of yourself. Another consideration is to know that healthy relationships between two people have a space for two people. Half the space in every relationship you are in is completely your space to fill. This space is for your presence, your goals, your thoughts and ideas, your feelings, your input, and your needs and desires. Trusting and healthy relationships can accommodate differences. Another consideration for growth. Take time to get to know you. You are naturally good at connecting harmoniously with others. You don't need to work on that. But it's important for your own mental health that you figure out what makes you, and not them, you. Start digging into important questions about your identity. What are your deepest goals? What do you value most? What are your strengths? And what do you want to make out of your life? Another consideration for growth. Know that you matter. You do make an impact. Your voice is wanted. You are here on purpose for a purpose. And lastly, a consideration, something that you need to look at about yourself and take on maybe is the realization that feeling at peace is an inside job. If you want to feel at peace, you will have to actively work through your anxiety. Stable relationships and cozy spaces are comforting for a time, but they are only band-aids. If you are anxious on the inside, no amount of peace in the environment will give you inner peace. If you want to feel at peace, you must actively pursue this. Be sure to reach out to a therapist or a trusted guide for support. But don't take on their thoughts and their actions and their beliefs and their opinions. Really go inside and do the work inside. I think that's, she's so wise there. I think nines are always trying to create an outer peace so that they can finally get to their own inner peace but they are the peacemaker so they can make the peace within and that's just 
It's simple. It's simple. It's just that simple. Type 9s need to recognize their tendency towards self-numbing and people-pleasing. When a type 9 is maybe in that space of numbing or people-pleasing, it's important to do some some things like acknowledging the emotions you're having or doing something nice for yourself, taking a hot or cool shower, depending on what serves you, going for a walk, talking to someone about what's going on. Notice what feelings are happening in the body. Maybe take a nap or eat a a healthy meal or maybe take some deep breaths. Give yourself a hug, specifically yourself a hug, and really try and bring up that feeling of love for yourself. Maybe you need to go out in nature. Maybe you need to drink some water. Sometimes dehydration kind of changes the way we feel. We're mostly water, and when that gets depleted, our balance is off. Remembering those motivating fears are that I will lose my relationships, or I will create discord or stress, or that feeling of, does it even matter? Type 9s might have negative thinking examples like these. I just don't feel like there's anything wrong with doing it. They maybe will overeat or, or things like that, and they just they don't see what's wrong with it. An alternative empowered thought might be, I don't feel strongly about this issue or making a change, but I will honor my mind in this matter and think through all the consequences rather than with what I feel. They need to move into some logic, maybe. Another empowered or another negative thinking example is, they seem annoyed. They must be annoyed at me. This is really an interesting thought that probably pops up quite a bit for a type 9. An empowered thought may be, there's a possibility that they could be annoyed with me, but it could just as likely be anything else. People get annoyed for all sorts of reasons. It's also possible that they are just tired or hungry. And lastly, a a negative thought pattern might be something like, I don't know anything about that subject. I am so stupid. An empowered thought would be, I'm not informed about that subject, but not knowing something doesn't make me dumb. There's just other things I'm informed about. One of the most empowering questions that the type 9 can ask themselves is, what is my priority here? And even in that, there might be, my priority is everything's in chaos out there and my priority is to make peace out there. And because that's coming from what their desire is and not their obligation, you know, what is my priority? My priority is uh, calming everything down. Then it, it just empowers you type nines to, to go into a situation a little differently because it's your priority. Some really great self-care for the type 9 peacemakers are for the heart or the emotional body. Volunteer your time. Remember that the things you do and don't do actually make a difference. Another self-care. Go for an emotion walk. Bring one painful feeling or issue to mind and take a walk around the block with it. Visualize yourself holding space for it and letting it be what it is while you walk. Just being with it, holding the tension for a minute, that discomfort just around the block. Another one 
for the emotional body is to plant a vegetable garden or even just a few potted vegetables outside your door. Give away what you grow to friends or those in need. Some self-care for your body. Keep nourishing whole foods around that you enjoy, but allow for spontaneity. Berries, nuts, seeds, fruit, hard-boiled eggs, etc. Healthy food doesn't need to be fancy or well-planned. I don't know if the nines are planners, which is why I think I'm more than two. Um, just so, so don't plan, just have it available. Don't say, I'm going to have this, this at this time. If you give a schedule to a type nine, they're going to only follow it to please whoever gave that to them. They don't want to be on a schedule. (laughs) That's just not who they are. So unscheduled healthy foods in your fridge to have, because that's really nourishing for you. Another one for the body Drink plenty of water and smoothies made with fresh greens or fruits. These will help you feel more focused, more alert, and more alive in your experience. Using food or, or exercise as a tool for you when, when maybe feeling lethargic or tired is maybe something that you, your level of tolerance for is, you know, you're more often tired than full of energy. So instead of conjuring that up inside emotionally, let food and exercise feed your body so that that energy is there for you. Lastly, for the body, move every day, whether you do yoga, ride your bike, do 10 jumping jacks in your living room, or climb a mountain, just make sure you move. Remember that exercise gives you way more energy than it takes, and that's often so I don't think we ever really, there's some people that that we ever really just go all in on that. We got to talk ourselves into that, the fact that we get more energy than we deplete through exercise. And also in the Wholeness Network, there's a great video. I think I've re, um, referred to it before, but it's by Craig and Jenny D. And they really just dis- discuss the our muscles and, and the pump of using those muscles is what releases the toxins and compares it to the beating of the heart is the way that the new fresh oxygen moves into the body and into the cells and the way the breathing the pump of the lungs brings in the good and lets out the bad the lymphic system of our bodies needs those muscles to move in order to pump out the toxins these can really build up in the type nines and so just any kind of movement whatever you can do and start from and move forward and make it different every day if you have to. For the mind, some self-care may be write down your top three to five priorities in life and keep the list somewhere visible. Revisit it every few weeks to see if it needs to be changed. You're allowed to change. Did you know that type nines? And also practice saying no thank you instead of saying sorry but... Lastly for the mind... Verbalize your preferences, even simple ones, or the ones you feel very flexible about. It's one thing to know inside, and it's another thing scarily to verbalize out who you are. You're so much a receptor and taking in from other people that it's sometimes emoting out or vocalizing out feels like it's wrong just because it's not used as much. But when you use it, when you vocalize it, then it will become just as normal as everything else. 
the wings of the nine are one, the reformer, and eight, the challenger. And like all these wings, they are meant to support your type. They're not meant to take over, but they're there to just, you know, like a bird, each wing in full balance keeps you flying high, right? So, you know, the peacemaker is maybe one that's gentle, um, one that gives themselves away to other people, ones that are trying to make everyone else feel better or take care of everyone else's needs. And who do they have? This reformer who looks out in, in a way and is seeing what needs to be done, but also has the gumption to go do it, to go make a difference, to change it. That can really support the type nine or the type eight. They are also looking for the underdog, but they will move and act in order to uh, support them. And both of these do that because they're very aware of who they are inside themselves, almost to a fault. And that's why the nine is their wing, right? The nine helps them to look at others and to have empathy for others. But the nine needs their support as well to be part of themselves and see themselves. When the type nine is in stress, they start to look a lot like the type six. And this one's kind of difficult because some of the virtues of the type nine are some of the virtues of the type six. And so think for yourself what that difference is like. But a loyalist or a type six usually has a lot of fear. And type nines don't really change the outside world out of fear. They take they they change it out of exhaustion, out of needing to be calm, out of wanting peace. But when they move into maybe some fear and it becomes like a real anxiety, then maybe they're looking more like the type six. And that's not authentic to the type nine. So it kind of just starts to mess with the energy that even people can react to. All of a sudden, you're not really you, and people kind of look at you strange and things like that because they can sense this is not you. To move out of that fear, they can look to the type three, the achiever. And as difficult as it is, and maybe as different as it is for the type nine, the achiever knows how to create and achieve goals And that could be really supportive of a type nine is to start just making a couple of lists of how you can shift yourself and then kind of checking those things off. That's going to bring kind of the nine back to center to kind of achieve a goal or to think about how is this looking to other people instead of how is it feeling to other people? What is this looking like? You know, I'm I'm giving away all my stuff all of who I am, because I care about what it feels like. And, you know, inside, I'm trying to feel like what what's inside. But what are people actually seeing that as? What are they taking it as? Uh, the type three is really good at recognizing who knows what and who's in charge. The three levels of egoic autopilot enlightened for the type nine may look like this. For an egoic type nine, or low, you know, low vibrational flow in within a type nine, they might look repressed, 
neglectful, catatonic. The idea of binge-watching is very type 9 energy. They might look catatonic, dependent, dissociated, numb, depersonalized. When they're not living in their wounds or highly wounded, and they're just living on autopilot, they can look like they are just going along or people-pleasing, fantasizing. They may procrastinate a lot and be very accommodating to people. They might disengage or feel or look or be hazy. But once they do their work and use their virtue to overcome their vice, they can look autonomous, intensely alive, optimistic. They can trust themselves. They can be actual harmonizing with people instead of accommodating. It moves into a sense of harmonizing. It's their gift. They just, people get along when they're around them. They can be very fulfilled and fully connected. The type nines interact with the other types in this kind of way. With the one, they're, they're a wing and so they, the reformer has this plan, I'm going to go change the world. And usually the peacemaker is taken on those values, taken on that cause and right there behind them, supporting them, giving more than they have to give, right, in this cause. And a nine will really need to pay attention to if that cause is truly their own or if they are taking on and molding to that type one reformer the type nine with the helper the helper is always helping that's where they get their sense of self for me a type two we want to be needed <laughs> we want to be needed and i think other types are like i don't want to be needed leave me alone but to a two we want to be needed and a peacemaker with their willingness to find peace and and harmony, they can support a two in a way that I don't know how many of the other types can. The two is always helping, but never feels like they're being helped. But nine energy is something that can overcome that. Nine gives them the support that they're looking for. Again, the nine with the three, that's their, their teacher, the threes, can help them um, excel in their, you know, and move out of stress. Uh, again, when it comes to interacting with a type three, a peacemaker's got to be very aware of the goals that the three has versus their own goals and to not get lost in the type three's desire for achievement. And they could be right there again, buying the whatever's needed for a cause or for a goal and really sacrificing of themselves in order to help this three achieve their goal. So nines need to be aware of, aware of their own needs and desires and wants so that they can really have a good relationship with this type three. The nine and the, and the four are both very quiet energies maybe or calming let's say, calming energies. The type four is very much about, they're kind of almost like a little opposite in the way that the nines are 
looking for peace outside in order to create the peace inside, and fours are always trying to find that peace inside in order to create the peace outside. And so there's a good re- a relationship there that they can really support each other. An individualist type four, you know, will be on a mission for their creative purposes. And again, the type nine might come in and, t- you know, really tell the four, yeah, you're right. You, that is the important and really kind of give the four some validation that they haven't had before. But it may be coming in from the nine people-pleasing or losing themselves or being that chameleon with the type four versus their really their own opinion. The nine and the five are an interesting combination. Peacemakers don't care about investigating, maybe to a fault. It's all about keeping the peace. They don't care about truth. They just want peace, where the investigator, the five, is always that truth is a high value for them. And they will kind of take people down in honor of the truth. But the nine doesn't care about that. And so there might be some, maybe some conflict there. Maybe the five will not understand the nine's need for peace and calm. And the nine might not understand why truth is important for the five. But when they can both be in their enlightened states then that, that's a great conversation to have. That would be a really co- great conversation to, to witness. The nine and the six, again, they go to, the nine will go to six for stress, but the six goes to nine for wisdom. So there's kind of like this brother-sister relationship that they can really support each other and kind of guide each other in understanding who each of them are. It's kind of interesting that the six and nine are like, it's almost like you should turn upside down the six, it becomes a nine. That's almost how they are energetically. But they need to each keep within their own selves, their inner truths, get to know themselves a little better. um, And then they will actually move out into the world and support the world even better. The nine and the seven are a lot alike with, they have this, the seven has a lot of energy, but wants to do it in their way. And the nines have not as much energy and wants to do it in their way. You know, wants to to, to do things. They don't like to try new things necessarily. The type nines where the type sevens just want everything new. It's just go, go, go. But they both kind of have this reputation of not being responsible, maybe, And in fact, Richard Rohr talks about how that idea of responsibility in the type nines that they don't have it is really just about the the values we have as this Western society. And that he even talks about maybe we were all nines to begin with, you know, and that it's at the top of the of the graph, the Enneagram graph. And maybe that's on purpose. Maybe maybe nines is where we society or humanity really started just this innocence and kind of learning state like that's that's another thing is yeah they're becoming a chameleon with all the other types but they're also it's all there's also learning and and trying to understand that's very human right so the type nine and the eight are the wing we talked about that you know there might be some friction between the eights going to challenge a lot of 
what the peacemakers motives are or or anything that they do and that can be difficult for a type nine but maybe something that they need to go inward again and create that calmness within and then that type eight relationship can grow and become more of an equal and back and forth relationship i encourage you to go back and listen to all the types especially the introduction the introduction goes into more of the trines or the types with the subtypes within the enneagram and you will learn so much more about how your particular type is nuanced or pulled in a different direction because you might have one of these subtypes or you might understand a loved one and how oh they're that type but they have this subtype and that's what their key motivation how that looks a little different for them or how that shifts their fear a little bit or or that's changes their virtue and and their vice so those subtypes are really important but this is the last episode of the enneagram and it has been amazing to look at the enneagram i hope you use it as a tool again when you go to michellewingle.com slash enneagram You can take the test and then if you send me your type, I will send you a packet with a lot more information different than what I've explained and talked about on this podcast. So this is the end. We will move on to something else next time and we will see you then. We invite you to thewholenessnetwork.com where you'll find the wholeness library. Inside, you'll find tutorials, downloads, mini classes, and all sorts of streaming content for you on your wholeness journey.